in a series going through the book of Joshua, and we're going to continue that this morning. The title of the message is Taking a Step of Faith. Taking a Step of Faith. So we're going to be talking about what it would look like if you were to step out of your comfort zone and you were going to take steps of faith. So if you are able, we're going to read the scripture. Uh, be encouraged by the public reading of scripture if you want to stand to your feet. If you are able, if you are able, otherwise stay seated. Joshua 3 tells a story of crossing the Jordan River. And uh, one of the things we do is we're going to read the scripture. Uh, it'll obviously be on the screens. Uh, then we are going to explain it. Then we're going to apply it. The idea is that we want to, as a people, a community, we want to love the scripture. We want to learn the scripture. And then we want to live it out. So I'm going to be reading the odd verses, and then you will read the even verses. And we're going to see who can read a little louder. Maybe it will be this side. Maybe it will be this side. But what I know is, is that the winner will get a gold star in heaven, okay? So just remember that. Verse 7, the Lord told Joshua, today I will begin to make you a great leader in the eyes of all the Israelites. They will know that I am with you just as I was with Moses. The priests will carry the ark of the Lord, the Lord of all the earth. As soon as their feet touch the water, the flow of water will be cut off upstream, and the river will stand up like a wall. It was the harvest season, and the Jordan was overflowing its banks. But as soon as the feet of the priests who were carrying the ark touched the water at the river's edge, meanwhile, the priests who were carrying the ark of the Lord's covenant stood on dry ground in the middle of the riverbed as the people passed by. They waited there until the whole nation of Israel had crossed the Jordan on dry ground. You may be seated. Father, thank you that we're here. Thank you for your word. Thank you that we get to hear it today. Uh, thank you that you've captured our hearts with your unfailing love when we were dead in our sins and without hope. And the enemies of God, you entered by grace into our story. By grace we're saved. So we pray that you would speak to us. We want to remember, too, uh, the homes up in Forest Falls and uh, Oakland Steakhouse uh, that were impacted by the mudslide. Uh, we pray for them, and we can do our part in being a solution and helping the community. So bless your word to the hearing of our ears and stir our hearts in Jesus' name. Everyone agreed saying, hey, so really great to see you. And again, we're going to talk about taking a step of faith. So as we're unpacking this, there are many points. I'm going to point out three main points. There are more points than that. But what I'm asking you to do is this. I'm asking you to engage with the message. I'm asking you to engage with what it says. And that may, there will be points maybe where you need to take that step of faith. That's for you. So, uh, and you know that. So just have your antennas on. That there are certain things that will speak directly to you. Not everything, but many things, some things, about taking a step of faith. So this is where we're at. The children of Israel are on the banks of the Jordan River. They've been there 40 years earlier. And now they're about to cross over. But they have incredible, daunting challenges in front of them. They have the challenge of their enemy. The Hittites, the Jebusites, I don't know. There were termites and mosquito bites for all we know. But there were all the ites, okay? All these ites, an, uh, an intense army they were going to face. They had superior weapons, superior technology. They had iron to make their weapons, which the Israelites didn't have at that time. Uh, they had the Jordan River. Uh, they had the walled fortress of Jericho. 
So they're facing all of these daunting challenges. And on top of that, now they have the Jericho, they have uh, the Jordan River. And so we're going to be talking about steps of faith are going to be required because of the daunting challenges that they were facing. God's people had to cross the river there to get to the promised land. So in fact, God said to Joshua in, in Joshua chapter 1, verse 2, this, on the screen right here, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, you and all the people get ready to cross the Jordan River. So this has been in front of the people since we began the book of Joshua here. And so imagine that you're Joshua for just a moment. There you are on the banks of the Jordan River. I'm sorry, uh, uh, yeah, the Jordan River. And you are facing all these daunting challenges. You have a formidable enemy. You have giants in the land. You've got this fortified city. You're facing superior weapons. And then on top of all that, you have the flood stage of the Jordan River. It's a mile wide and 50 times as big as it normally is. And so Joshua's thinking to himself, how am I going to get these people across the Jordan River? Uh, why couldn't God make it a little bit easier? And so the answer to that question is what? Why couldn't God make it a little bit easier? What is the answer to the question? What if God was make it to, to make it easier, would he need God? If it was easy? No. How about in your own life? In taking steps of faith, if it was easy, would you really need God in your journey? On this side, okay, you guys. On this side, would you need God in the journey? How about this side? Would you need God in the journey? No. Good, okay. They won. So if it was easier, you wouldn't need God. And so God puts, watch, watch. God puts some impossibility into your life, some uncrossable river, your own Jordan River there, where you have to take steps of faith if you're going to progress in your life. Watch Joshua chapter 3, verse 1. Then Joshua rose early in the morning, sat out on the Acacia Grove, came to the Jordan, he and all the children of Israel, and lodged before they crossed over. So for three days, 72 hours, there they are, about a million people or more, they're camping on the banks of the river there. So could it be, could it be that Joshua didn't have a clue of what to do? Could it just be? I'm just asking. Do you think that he knew how to cross over the river, a million people, did he know how to get him across? No, he didn't know how to get him across, right? So could, do you think that he had maybe some fear in his heart? Maybe, maybe. Three times I remind you, be strong and have good courage. Be strong and have good courage. Be strong and have good courage. Maybe had a little fear going on. Maybe was even terrified there. So he's got to tell the people, hey, look, we're, we're going to cross over the Jordan River there. Verse 2, three days later, the Israelite officers went through the camp. So now watch. 72 hours, God's people there, just stagnant, just sitting, camping, looking at the roaring, awful, uh, uncrossable, intimidating, roaring Jordan River. And so and they got all their kids and everything, no floaties, no life jackets. What are they going to do? How many people are sitting on the shore, do you think, asking, hey, how are we going to get across that river that's a mile wide. I mean, how's God going to pull this off? Because we got to cross that to go to the promised land. So this speaks about faith in general in God's promise. And watch. So this is faith. Faith, then, is trusting God when circumstances don't make any sense to you. 
Did they make any sense to them, the circumstances? How we're going to get across in your life? You will face circumstances. They don't make any sense. That's where taking steps of faith become critical. Facing impossible challenges like the Jordan River, friends, it's an inescapable, unavoidable reality. You can't escape that in a walk of faith. So what's the impossibility that you face? What, what comes to your mind when I ask the question, what's the, what's the Jordan River in front of you this morning? I want to suggest, make a few suggestions. And some of them may be for students in school. Maybe it's supporting yourself through school. Maybe it's that season of your life, your parents. Maybe it's the school or classmates, whatever. Maybe work. For some of you, your impossible, daunting challenge is work. Keeping up with work. Maybe work is bad. Maybe the boss is bad. Maybe the workers are bad. Maybe it just seems impossible to you to maintain it. For others, perhaps it's, it's your parents. Now, or, or maybe you're a parent and you have adult, kid, adult parents that you're having to take care of. For others, perhaps it's your marriage. And you're saying, you know, if you only knew, my marriage is impossible. For others, still, it could be a physical condition where there's something going on that is painful and it's hard to grind through every day your physical condition. I think for other people, maybe it's emotional, where maybe it has to do with relationships. Maybe it has to do with you feel anger or resentment or bitterness for what somebody did to you. How do you ask me to forgive them with what they did to me? There are relational, emotional issues there. I think for some people, it could be when you come here on Sunday mornings, and then you hear Todd talk about, Hey, if you got $1,000, just give to me. And, and uh, all joking aside there, when you're hearing about generosity and giving, and you're thinking to yourself, yeah, like that's for somebody else, but I can't do that. That's not me. And so and taking a step of generosity there seems impossible. For others still, maybe it's spiritually. And you hear about opportunity to go to love and respect. What if I show up? What are gonna, people going to think? They're going to think you're normal. And so, but then you hear about Hope City. You hear about uh, Mexico. You hear about all the serve experiences that we do. And, you know, it's just, it's like a challenge to say yes. So we all face challenges that seem impossible. And yet God is asking us in the midst of that to take next steps in our faith. So back to God's people here, 72 hours, staring at an impossibility. It's lodged in their mind there. So now, time to move out. So the first steps, however, were to take a step into the roaring Jordan River. Otherwise, they can never claim their inheritance. They can never realize God's promise, yet they have a major obstacle like we face major obstacles. And so they needed what? They needed supernatural help. So the Jordan River challenge there is something that everyone is going to face individually, and we will face corporately as a community here. And so we're going to see three things I'm going to point out, three points and then little side points. Number one, how do you take next steps? How do you walk by faith? Number one is this, you got to step out. You just have to step out. I can tell you, having uh, been in church for a, a little while, that I have watched so many well-intentioned sincere uh, followers that they need to step out, that they plateau, 
uh, they kind of get stagnant in their spiritual experience, and they need to step out. So this applies to many people. So God's people there camping for three days. Now it's time to step out, to move out, and watch what the Bible says here. Watch. Everybody look. Giving these instructions to the people, here they are, when you see the Levitical priest carrying the Ark of the Covenant, okay, that's like God in a box. I'll explain that in a moment. Okay, the covenant of the Lord, your God. What's it say? Everybody say it together. One, two, three. These things were written for us. This is a story about our walk of faith. And there it is. You need, to, you need to step out. You need to move out. You need to get out of your comfort zone. Is there any crossing this massive Jordan River, stepping into it without uh, stepping out of your comfort zone? I mean, also, think about it, they're stepping into the unknown. Many people, you stagnate because you're unwilling to do that. You just want your, your, your comfortable Christian life, and you're not willing to step out. You're not willing to move out. You're not willing to get out of your comfort zone. You're not willing to embrace the unknown. So go ahead, friends. Live your boring life. Just live your boring life there. But if you want to have an exciting, adventurous, God-ordained how God has designed it, you're going to have to do number one, which is to step out. See, they had to know that God would provide, God would make a way there, but they were stepping into the unknown. And so now Joshua, uh, we're going to hear nine times, nine times in this one little chapter about the Ark of the Covenant. I want to explain that because it's a little wooden, it's a wooden box there with a gold top. And, uh, and so within it was the Ten Commandments. There was manna. There was uh, Aaron's rod there. And so, but to follow the ark was to follow God. This is very important in understanding this. The ark then is a picture, okay, uh, that God is with us at all times, no matter what we face. We're never alone. There was the ark of the covenant, the presence of God with them 72 hours prior to that, as they crossed through the Jordan, always with them. The point is, God is with us uh, when we step into the water of his will. Though it's scary, God is with us. But we must be willing to step out. So look at this uh, in verse 4. Since you have never traveled this way before, they will guide you. You've never traveled this way before. That is the reality of when you take steps of faith individually or corporately. Watch. Okay, look. You have never traveled this way before. And so in your faith journey... You will have paths that you have never traveled before. This is normal. This is normative Christian life here. So God will take you to places that demand that we stand where we have never stood before. Makes you uneasy. Makes you uncomfortable. Makes me uncomfortable here. But God will lead us as a church individually and corporately as a church to places that we have never been before. Example. God is going to lead us to a place about a mile from here, an old Hoover egg ranch, a great, le- great land, but we're going to need to step out by faith to possess the land. There's going to be obstacles to possessing the land. So notice here that it also says, stay about a half mile behind them. Watch, look at that. Watch this. Don't everybody, this is really important. Don't miss this. Stay about a half mile behind them. Watch, what's it say? Keeping a clear distance. What is that all about? Keeping this big distance? About a thousand yards, about a half a mile from God's presence there, all the people can't get close to God's presence. Watch. Between you and the ark, which is God's presence, make sure you don't come any closer. 
any closer than like a half a mile. And so what is all that about there? You see, one thing is it says the priests there are going to guide you. God will guide you. God will show you the way. How does that work, though, in real life, since we don't have priests carrying a box with gold on the top of it? What does it look like? This is what it looks like today. God, when you become his follower, he, like, downloads, like, supernaturally, kind of like a GPS, kind of like an internal spiritual GPS. And so where you have this ability now to, like, sense that God is, like, tapping you on the shoulder, prompting you, leading you, nudging you, giving you an impression, just stirring within you something makes a reality. Maybe it's something that you read in scriptures, but God can speak to you and touch you, and you can hear God's voice now. So when you face the impossible faith challenges, God will guide you by his spirit. Then it was the Ark of the Covenant. Now it's his spirit. And so Children of Israel have to keep like this thousand-yard deal, this half-mile deal. And what's, what's the whole thing all about, all this distance stuff? Keep your distance from a holy God. People can't even see God uh, because of that. But now, that's the old covenant. But now, the new covenant, everything flips. Now James, the brother, half-brother of Jesus, says this. Come close to God, and God will come close to you. Look at that. Put it up here. Come close to God. None of this half-mile stuff. Now come close to God, and God's going to come close to you. God wants to be your intimate. Draw near to God, and God will near, draw near to you. The Bible says in a parallel way in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16, then, watch, watch, then with confidence, draw near. No more half-mile, stay away. No, draw near to the throne of grace, to the presence of God. See, now everything is flipped. Well, what happened? Was God like, you know, up there and feeling lonely about being so far from the people and saying, I gotta, I gotta change things? Or why the change? Because of the blood of the Lamb of God who took away the sin of the world, one perfect sacrifice. And now, because of Jesus' sacrifice, come near to me, all you who are labor and heavy laden. Come near. And friends, this is how God rolls now. God's a God of the nearness, closeness. That's how God wants to, to relate to us. He's a come near to me kind of God. No old covenant, stay away God. So a step of faith, all that to say this. A next step of faith for some of you is this right here. Draw near to God. For some of you, that's your next step. Because you, where you're living at, your space is, well, I go to church and I am maybe a part of this group. And, uh, uh, but the reality is, the reality is, is you need to draw near to God. That you've, set, you've, you've settled and you're satisfied not doing that. So for some of you, your next step would be draw near to God. So Joshua then, verse 5, has a message for all the people in verse 5 and all of us here. This is also for all of us. Then Joshua told the people, purify yourselves for tomorrow... The Lord's going to do great wonders among you. So for some people, a next step of faith is this. Purify yourselves. What does that mean? That means to set yourself apart. What does that mean? Set yourself apart unto God. But to do that, there's things which also you have to be separated from. It means to consecrate yourself, to dedicate yourself, maybe to freshly, newly dedicate yourself. 
you determine, here's how it happens. Well, how does that happen? It happens like this. You say, I'm going to follow the Lord my God, and I know God's going to begin a work in my life, but you have to make a decision that you're going to do that, friends, that I'm going to follow the Lord. I'm going to put him first. I'm going to say yes to God. I'm not going to bring a bunch of little requirements. Yes, but yes, if no. I'm going to say yes, and that's it. I'm going to set myself apart unto God. I'm going to follow, but I'm going to follow hard after God. That's what this is talking about. For some of us, this would be your next step. Verse 6, Joshua had a message to all the priests here. and says this, In the morning, Joshua said to the priests, Lift up the Ark of the Covenant and lead the people across the river. So the priests now, they got the plan. We're to lead the people across the river here. So it says, and so they started out and went ahead of the people. It's, it's an important step, an impressive step, a right step, a leadership point that I'm not going to elaborate. The point is, is that the leaders get out in front of the people and give the people something to follow. That's for another, another point. Verse 7, the Lord told Joshua, today I'm going to begin to make you a great leader. How many people could uh, use words like that every once in a while? Hey, I'm going to make you great. Come on, somebody. Do you think Joshua needed some encouragement? Did he need a little affirmation? Like a million people got a mile to cross, the enemy superior uh, weaponry, fortified city. And so he's like, and God says to him, hey, I'm going to make you great. In fact, I'm going to make you like I made Moses. Moses? Yeah, Moses. Like I was with Moses. I'm going to be with you. And then he says, so when you step out, God says, I'm going to be with you. Verse 8, verse 8, give this command to the priests who carry the Ark of the Covenant. And when you reach the banks of the Jordan River, okay, so here's what you're supposed to do. You're to move out. You're to follow there, okay. Do what I'm going to tell you to do. I'm making it really clear for you. How do you move out? Like, how do we know to move out? Well, here's how we would know to move out. It's like spiritually you get a sixth sense when you become a Christ follower. And again, you get a prompting, you're going to get a nudging, you're going to get an impression. Maybe it'll be somebody else telling you. Maybe it'll be from Scripture there. But you'll be aware of God. God's pulling me. God's leading me. And this is where I need to go here. But they hear the audible voice, time to move. So, and take a few steps into the, uh, the river and stop there. Take a few steps into the river stop there. Now watch this and think about this. Think about this. Do you think the priests were scared seeing the massive, awful, raging river, and they've got to leave, they've got to leave the banks of the Jordan and start walking down toward the Jordan? How many people were cool with, how cool would it be like, yeah, I get to carry a box with God in it? That'd be cool. Come on, somebody. That'd be pretty cool. Like, I, I would love to do that. Okay, like, there's God in the box. Yeah, come on, God. And so uh, that's what they, that was their job. Now think about this. Now it's no longer God in the box. Now it's uh, we got to go into the Jordan River, and I don't know how to swim. I don't know how to swim. And maybe I could be near the Jordan River, but that whole thing about a few steps into, I'm not down with that. I'm down with, I think I'll just stand there, let the good swimmers get into the water, because I don't know when God's going to show up. When's God going to show up? Is he going to show up, you know, when your big toe gets a little wet? Or maybe your ankle, your knee, your waist? 
your shoulders, your neck. You know, when is, when's God going to show up? So all of a sudden, you know, carrying the ark, it's not so cool anymore when you got to get into the water. And so take a few steps in the water, and God is saying, look, I'm asking you to trust me. I'm asking you to get your feet wet. Friends, for some of you, taking your next, next step of faith is going to look like wet feet, a new adventure, whatever that may be. Let God define what wet feet looks like. But all I know is, is that it's very uncomfortable to get there. So you, saw, you, you could feel like it was what it was like for some of the priests there. They're like, what? Go into the water. Like, whose idea is that? That's crazy, Yahweh. That's totally crazy. God's like, no, just do it. Just do it. And so they're like, hey, anybody want cuts in front of me to get into the water here? Anybody want cuts there? I'll be love. I'm just, I'm really gracious. I'll give you cuts. And so, so why do we need to stand in the water? Like that makes no sense at all. Steps of faith, friends, don't always make, make sense to you. They don't have to make sense to you because it's about obeying. It's about obeying. Think about kids when you're uh, like with little kids and you're trying to teach them to obey. And they're like, well, you know, that, that doesn't make sense. Don't cross the street with cars going 65 miles an hour. That doesn't make sense to me. I want to I eat these bugs here. You know, that, that doesn't make sense to me. Yet, we grow up, and that's how we live the, the, the Christian life. Ah, that doesn't make sense to me. Okay, you have to, by faith, you get over the fact that it doesn't make sense to you. So, uh, and so this was a test. I want you to see, sometimes the next step of faith, it's a test. You are being tested by God in your next step of faith. So uh, anyone can stand on dry ground and pretend they're living a life of faith. Anyone can stand on the banks of the Jordan River and say, well, I'm just going to kind of, I'm going to hang out up here and I've got a lot of faith. Oh, you do. Well, James would challenge that and say, if you really have faith, show me your faith by your actions. Let me see that you have faith and get your feet wet. So get in the river, watch. When you get in the river, then God works. Did God work before they were in the river? I ask you. Did he, was he working before? No, he wasn't. The river is going to split wide open there. They're going to walk on dry grounds when their feet touch the water. So number one, okay, number one is, okay, you're going to step out. What's number two? I've just been giving you lots of hints. Step, starts with an I. Step in. In, yeah. Okay, so number one, they had to move out, step out. Number two, they're stepping into the water. Another way to say it is that I said, draw near to God. Remember James 4.8? No more thousand-yard thing, mile, half-mile thing. No, draw near to God. Number two, then, is dare by faith to go deeper. Dare by faith to go deeper. Step out. Step in. Walk in the river and see what happens. And so do you think that stepping into the raging Jordan River at flood stage was taking a risk? Is walking by faith sometimes taking a risk? It is a God-ordained, God-led, not being a cowboy, shooting from the hip, being an idiot. I'm not talking about that. Spirit-led risks are part of the Christian faith walking in faith. And so, so, yeah, so they, had, they had to have the attitude, we'll walk in the water and we're just going to see what happens. And friends, that's what it looks like sometimes. Sometimes you don't know. 
Like people ask me, well, what do you think and what's going to happen? I'll say, you know, I, I, honestly, I don't know. We'll have to see what happens. And so that's how uh, the walk of faith is. In other words, they, got, they had to step into the water. They didn't know how deep the water was going to get before God showed up. They, didn't, they had no idea. And so it takes no faith when God rolls back the river and you step in then. What kind of faith is that? Yet human nature is that's how you want to live. You want to live in, yeah, when God parts the waters, then I'm good. Then I'll step in to the rivers. And so verse 9 says this. Sums up the totality of God's great protection and their great deliverer. So Joshua told the Israelites, come and listen to what the Lord your God says. And the Lord your God means this. I am that I am. I'm Yahweh. I'm the eternal one. And I'm with you. And then verse 10. Today you're going to know that the living God, that is the great almighty, is among you. They needed to know when they're going to cross the river. They needed to be reminded. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing God's word is what they were hearing here. They were hearing the reality about God, giving them the courage to cross. He's the great almighty. He's not like the lame gods that you have, those gods of metals and wood and rocks. God's not like, Yahweh's not like that. And so faith then is, is declaring that I know that the living God is with me and he will help me and he sees my life and he'll act on my behalf here. And now he's not a dead God like they had. Verse 11, look, the ark of the covenant which belongs to the Lord of the whole earth will lead you across the Jordan River. And this is so significant. Watch, friends, don't miss this. And I'm going to be done in just a few minutes. So watch. This is what they needed to know, right? They're on, the they're on the banks of the Jordan River. They're going to cross the Jordan. And what do they need to know? He's the living God of the whole earth, including the Jordan River, including Jericho, including where they would be. See, they needed to hear that. And God knew that he needed to hear that. Lord of all the earth, the great obstacle of the Jordan River overflowing its banks. Yeah, but look who's on our side, the God of the whole earth including the Jordan River. Now verse 13. It says, The priests will carry the ark of the Lord, the Lord of all the earth, and as soon as their feet touch the water, there it is, the flow of the water will be cut off the stream, and the river will stand up like a wall. Big moment, huge moment, moving out moment, roaring, intimidating, dangerous, flood-swollen Jordan River, but it takes a step of faith, trusting God, in the no turning back moment. As soon as their feet touch the water, not before, but as soon. So with their feet, watch friends, with your feet they speak, I will trust God with my future. Tell me anything you want to tell me, but all I have to do is look at where your feet are, whether or not you're trusting God. You, could, you knew they were trusting God because their feet went into the water there. I believe that God, because they were saying, I believe God. I believe that God will do what he says he's going to do. Verse 15, as soon as your feet of the priests who are carrying the ark touched the water at the river's edge, it began to be pushed back. And so they're out front there, and uh, um, verse 16, and the water above that point began backing up. God supernaturally intervenes here. The flow of the water that it once, it was now standing there. And watch, I want to point out one last thing here. Okay, so watch this, watch overflowing the banks, but as soon as the feet of the priests who are, crying, who are carrying the ark, of the, uh, the ark uh, touch the water's edge, then verse 16, and then we'll finish with verse 
The water began backing up. Now look at verse 17. Watch. Okay, watch. The priest who carried the Ark of the Covenant, watch, stood firm. Friends, look at that. Stood firm. A walk of faith. You step out. You step in. You stand firm. Now, why is that a big deal? Think about it. A hundred-foot wall of water there, and on the other side, children of Israel walking through, and there's the priest standing there. I wonder how long the walls are going to last. Hey, could you guys kind of hurry up a little bit and get, kind of get through, you know? Roll them, roll them, roll them. Keep those. Yeah. Okay, so you know what I'm talking about. Okay, and there you are, you're a priest. But your job now is stand firm. The Bible says be immovable and unshakable. There's times where you, you, a walk of faith is you're standing firm. Standing firm in your convictions and what you believe, what God has asked you to do there. So God supernaturally stops the flow of the water there. So faith, friends, faith is getting your feet wet. My question to you, what is your next step? What is your next step there? So remember, faith is what? Stepping out, stepping in, okay? standing firm. Additionally, okay, it's drawing near to God. Remember, draw near to God, he'll draw near to you. It is daring to go deeper by faith. Watch, friends, number three. Watch. Don't miss this. And then it's seeing God deliver you along the way. There it is, Joshua chapter 3. Let's stand to our feet. And Father, thank you for your word, which is a light unto our path and a lamp unto our feet. And I pray you would uh, give us clarity in our own lives and how we are to live out the truth of taking a next step of faith from Joshua chapter 3. I pray we would be strengthened. I pray that we would be secure in you. I pray that we would be at peace. And I pray that our eyes and our affections would be fixated upon you as we follow you. In Jesus' name, amen. amen.